Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast. This is part three, goal setting. Make your goals smart. It's time for you to learn the framework on how to take the goals that you've written down and transform them into something that you can actually use, track, and be accountable to. Buckle in. This is a very, 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 very important. In other words, you should listen. Enjoy. Welcome back to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to dive into part three of the Setting Goals series? Today, we will unravel the five magical letters that make up the acronym SMART. But before we talk about a SMART goal, let's talk about a SMART car. Did you know that I started my cleaning business with a 1997 Honda Civic? Do you know that thing was so small you could steer it from the back seat. It was so small, it got stuck in potholes. It was so small, when a big truck tried to pass me, I felt like I was living a solar eclipse because I saw this big thing going right over top of me, just like in the Christmas Vacation movie, except I didn't pull in, it just went right over top of me like I was a little speed bump. But as small as that little Civic was, You'd be amazed to see how much cleaning gear I could load up into the trunk of that thing. And I would clean the fool out of upstate New York with that little car. Oh, I got all over the place. 40 miles to the gallon, trucking down the road. Now back in the early years of my cleaning business, when I was driving this little smart car, I had a bad policy of saying yes to everything. This led me to cleaning a high school library, middle school pool, college admin building, climbing on roofs to clean windows, nasty jobs, big jobs, post-construction jobs that never ended with dust, historical preservation buildings with wood that I had to polish, and the wood was everywhere. It seemed like there was no wall. It was all wood from ceiling to floor. Crime scenes, frat houses, 300-piece glass chandeliers, and, of course, carpet cleaning. And the one that I'm going to talk about here, floor buffing and waxing. Let me just tell you, if you're a house cleaner, Just say no, especially if you have a smart car. And here you go. Here's how this story went. I didn't have any equipment, obviously, to do floor buffing and waxing at a large high school gymnasium floor that I had no business doing. I don't know why I said yes to it, except when money was dangling, I took it. And I said, I will figure that one out. I don't recommend this policy. So I go to the distributor that I was using to pick up some chemicals, and also to rent some equipment. I had picked up a carpet cleaning machine from them before, and it was doable. I was able to fit it into the trunk and maybe slip it through the back seat would fold down. I was able to pull that one off. But with the floor buffing and waxing, first of all, there was buckets and mops. There was all of the chemicals. There was all the regular cleaning supplies. There was the buffing machine 
which was really long and really heavy and did not fit inside the trunk to go through the back seat. Oh, and don't forget, there's also me, the driver, and there was Tyrone, my friend, my fellow worker, and I don't know how he was able to put up with this. But here's what ended up happening. I want you to imagine this scene. You're rolling down the road, going to work. You look to your right, and there's a smart car. A tiny little Honda Civic. Two people driving the car. Passenger smashed into the windshield as he cruises down the road. Both front windows open. Driver and passenger seats fully back. Back end bottomed out. Supply buckets packed in the back seat along with a giant floor scrubber machine sticking out the passenger window. I really don't know how I wasn't pulled over for this, but we drove that little Honda. Man, I tell you, you hit a pothole, it already gets stuck, but now the entire car goes scrapes against the bottom because the whole car's got two people and all that stuff in there. Yeah, that had to be the most I ever tried to stuff into my Honda Civic. Oh well, got the job done. Alright, you like that story on the smart car? Awesome. Let's move into the smart goal framework. Before I dive into each of the letters of the SMART acronym so you understand them, let's go backward for the first two lessons and just do a quick review. In lesson one, we talked about the why and how important it is to know what you want, why you want it, and when you'd like to get there by. Talked about the pilot light and being able to light your own internal fire with inspiration from within versus motivation from outside. And the second lesson of goal setting, we talked about why even set goals. I shared the statistics from the Harvard Business Study that only 3% of people set goals and write them down and even less have accountability around those goals. But if you can be in those upper tiers, the 2% club, you can set yourself apart in the upper echelons of goal setting, progressing, and winning. All right, now the foundation is definitely set. Let's dig into the SMART goal. And just so you hear this right up front, the SMART goal framework is a way that you can connect the tangible to the intangible. The intangible is the why, the thing that you want, the thing that you hold deep in your heart, the thing that we peel back the onion to the five whys to find. This SMART goal is a way that you can build a goal framework that you can have accountability around that people can actually measure your performance to see if you are on track toward that big why. That's why the SMART goals are so important, because it allows you to measure, to manage, and to plan. So let's do these letters now. SMART. S. Specific. Make the goal answer who it includes, where it will occur, what you want to accomplish, and which constraints could affect it. M. Measurable. Make the goal simple to track and quantify. What gets measured gets managed. You ever hear that one? Either use a numeric or a yes-no structure. A. Attainable. Make your first goal realistic to start the momentum cycle. Subsequent goals should be more aggressive as confidence grows. R. Relevant. Your goal must matter to your why. If the goal accomplishes stuff for you, but doesn't get you closer to your dream, it's not smart. T, time bound. Give your goal a deadline or it will never get accomplished. 
Deadlines create tension, and tension creates action. So let's break the letters down differently. Let's start from the inside out, and let's start with Y, just like we did before. So let's hone in on the first letter. And by the way, if you do the letters in order of priority, it wouldn't spell the word smart. It would spell the word rasmut. Let's start with R, relevant. This is the most important letter in the goal. It must get you closer to your Y. It must be relevant to your BHAG, which stands for Big, Hairy, Audacious Goal. You've got to have your goal relevant relevant to your why. The second most important is A, attainable. In the book, The Slate Edge, you find out that small wins start adding up to big momentum over time. If you set goals that are too big and are unattainable, you will not hit them. And if you don't hit the goals, you can't start the momentum cycle of hitting a goal, winning, hitting another goal, winning, and building up confidence and building up momentum. You can't start that momentum cycle. If you set the goals too big, you'll miss them and you will start to snuff out your own pilot light. Now we can go to the S and the M. I believe these are one letter, SMA, specific and measurable. They go together like peanut butter and jelly. If the goal is specific, you can measure it. And if the goal is easily measured, it must have been specific. You can't separate these two. And the final letter to tie everything together is the T, time bound. This makes your goal accountable by giving your accountability partner, and yourself obviously, a timetable, a deadline. Do you know that without a deadline, nothing happens? Or worse yet, Whatever time that you give yourself to do something, magically the task will take that long. So when you use the time-bound part of this goal, it's got to be attainable. Remember, the A will now connect with the T. It's got to be attainable, so you don't want your time to be too soon, like a day or a week for a bigger goal. But if it's too attainable, like give yourself a year, for your tea, well, that is also counterproductive because you're not going to get much done setting one small goal for a year. You've got to have the balance. So this is very important to balance each letter. All right, what I would like to do with you now is to go through some examples so you can see how these letters in the acronym SMART play out and to see which of these goals I mentioned are SMART and which ones only have parts of the acronym. The first one, and remember, you're trying to grow a solo cleaning business here. First one, to grow my book club to 25 members. This goal is SMA, S-M and A. It's not relevant to growing a solo cleaning business. There is no deadline. However, it is attainable, and it's specific and measurable. You can get to 25 members, and since I don't tell you when you have to do it by, it's definitely attainable. Okay, the second example. To grow my book club to 25 members by January 31st, 2020. All you did here was add a time element. So it is time bound, but it's not attainable now. It's measurable and specific, 25 book club members. But this podcast episode is coming out on January 16th, and the 31st of January is only two weeks away. 
I have no idea how many you have right now in your book club, but to go from, let's say, 5 or 6 or 10 to 25 in two weeks is going to be pretty difficult. Therefore, this goal is SMUT, S-M-T. The third example, to grow my cleaning business. All right, now we've got something relevant. You want to grow your cleaning business, not a book club. Good job. But you know what the problem is with this goal? To grow my cleaning business? Although it's relevant, it's not specific. I have no idea how much you want to grow your business by. Therefore, I can't measure it. And it's not measurable. There is no deadline. So I don't have a timetable. But I will say this. To grow my cleaning business, if that's your goal, that's definitely attainable. Because it could just be to talk to one person. If you talk to one person about your business, technically you've grown it in some way. So definitely attainable. This goal is R, A-R. Fourth example, to grow my cleaning business by $1 million by January 31st, 2020. I have no idea where your solo cleaning business is, but it's unlikely it's going to go from where it is to $1 million in gross revenue in the next 15 days. That's not achievable. It's relevant. A million-dollar solo cleaning business or a million-dollar cleaning business in general would surely be relevant towards your goals. I'm sure of that. There's a deadline. It's specific and measurable. But since it's not attainable, it's SMRT. S-M-R-T. You see how this works. Let's do another one. To grow my cleaning business by five new bi-weekly clients. This one's a little tricky, and I'm going to go into a little bit more teaching on this one so you see why. First of all, There is no T. I didn't say when this was due by. So therefore, it's easily going to be attainable since I'm giving you an infinite deadline. You can definitely get five new bi-weekly clients. That means every other week, house cleaning or office cleaning clients. Great. So it's definitely specific, five new clients. It's definitely attainable. It's definitely relevant because five new clients, that can add about 15000 to $20,000 of revenue per year. That's very relevant towards your goal. And it's measurable, except I'm not going to give it a big M for measurable. I'm going to give it a lowercase m. And here's the why. I want to share with you how important it is to measure the actions, not the results. And what I just exampled here, five new biweekly clients, a client is the result not the action. You can say the same thing about an income goal because income is also the result, not the action. So that you can understand this better, income is the bottom of your sales funnel. A new client produces income. But before you can get a new client, likely you're going to have to talk to that client, do an in-person estimate or an over-the-phone estimate, send a proposal with price options, And they need to decide, possibly some negotiating back and forth, and then you set up the schedule and you now have a new client. And prior to you doing an estimate and setting a proposal, there has to be so many people that are interested in your business in general. Maybe they find your website, they get referred to you, and you see how this goes. At the top of your funnel are interested people in cleaning. The next level down is interested people in your cleaning business. And then down the line further, it's interested people that want to talk to you on the phone because they like what they see on your website or profile pages. And down the line it goes. And it might take 20 interested people in your business to lead to 
10 or 12 phone calls that you get to do, leading to five or six estimates that you do in person and proposals, leading to one, two, or three new clients. And just being practical on this, in the Smart Cleaning Tribe, which is an accountability group based off of using smart goals that I run, this is for commercial and residential cleaning companies that are growing, that are scaling with employees. We do this a lot and they might say, okay, Ken, here's my goal. I want to add five new clients. And I say, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. That's a little M. It's specific, but it's a little M. You can't control whether you get five new clients. How many leads will it take you to create to get five new biweekly clients? And they'll tell me, oh, well, it'll take me 20 or 25. So whatever that number is, I say, great, that's your big M. That's your big M measurable action because at the end of a month, you can measure whether you acquired 20 new leads. The actions you take directly create leads. Serving those leads will create new clients, but you can't tie the goal to the result. You've got to tie the goal to the action. Keep it in your court so that you can control the outcome. Control the actions and you can essentially control the outcome. Understand? Good. Okay, let's do a final example and pull this all together and make a real smart goal. And I encourage you to do this as your homework after listening to this podcast. What is your smart goal for the end of this month and the end of this quarter? Here's the example. To create 25 cleaning leads, in parentheses, for five new biweekly clients, by March the 31st, 2020. This is a complete package, smart goal. And let's break it down. To create 25 cleaning leads, that's very specific. You can measure the number 25. And we're also looking at measuring leads versus new clients. That is big M measurable because you're measuring the actions, not the results. Excellent. We also give a deadline the end of March. That's two and a half months from now. You can definitely get 25 leads and five new clients by the end of March as attainable. And the last one relevant, five new cleaning clients is going to add close to $20,000 of new revenue. That is definitely a relevant goal to have towards what you want to accomplish. Adding $20,000 in a given year never hurts. I promise you that. Does this make some sense, what the SMART goal is? There's so many things you can set SMART goals around in a cleaning business. As I mentioned, I run the SMART Cleaning Tribe. We set goals on people wanting to get out of the field. What percentage are you out of the field? New leads. People set goals on exercise and how much they want to get done in a given week, how many times per week, or people might set goals on what time they want to wake up, or how many emails they want to send, or how many follow-ups, or conferences they want to attend. There's so many things that you can put together to build SMART goals. But to keep it simple, I hope you understood that example series where I walked you through going from SMA to SMUT to R to SMIRT to SMEAR to SMART. And that's how you set a SMART goal. Hope that wasn't too difficult. I tried to keep it as basic as possible. This is not meant to be major science here. Just make goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound, and you will have a vehicle that you're able to measure and a vehicle that you will be proud to jump in to chase your dreams with. And speaking of a vehicle, 
Oh, I can't wait to share with you the last part in this series called the Accountability Roadmap. And we're going to talk about the vehicle, the fuel, the map, and the passenger. Oh, and also the wheel. The wheel's fun as well. So get ready for that. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions on the SMART goal and you didn't get your questions answered in this episode, feel free to reach out. Email me, ken at smartcleaningbiz.com. All right, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Have an awesome day. Okay, Smart Cleaning School, now do you understand why this podcast is called Smart Cleaning School? The smart is a double meaning. Are you being a smart cleaner and growing with good mindset? Are you growing with efficiency? Are you being smart with your money, with your time? Yes. Are you also being smart with your goals? Specific, measurable, attainable, or achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Well, let's keep carrying this forward. Goal Setting 4 will come to you next the accountability roadmap. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>